and this Amazing. is a real podcast. You know why? Because it's the Loft Party Podcast. I'm just saying. The views and opinions expressed by the Loft Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Loft Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke. Share us with your friends and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. Hey out there in podcast land, I'm your host, Rio, and welcome to the Law Party Podcast, episode 95. Uh, let's really have this gun talk. So, first and foremost, I want to welcome our listeners in Colombia. Uh, so, thank you all uh, for telling a friend and joining the party now. Would you say Colombia? Uh, I did say. Hey, I'll give a shout to Santa Balaga. I spent a lot of time down there. <laughs> yeah, but I say I don't. Yeah, I, I wish I could pinpoint it down to the city, but uh, but yeah, it was, it was in Colombia though. I wish I was actually surprised, uh, and that was the first time that had popped up. So, uh, so um, I was sent this link of a video. Uh, the video was an interview with. Uh, uh, the rapper Killer Mike. Uh, he's one half of the group Run the Jewels, uh, one of my personal favorite rap groups. Uh, and it was on NRA TV with uh, a black host on NRA TV, uh, uh, Colin Noir uh, is what it goes by. Um, I think uh, I thought having two black men having this particular conversation on that particular platform uh, was pretty unique and enlightening, uh, to say the least. So today, um, I kind of want to discuss, um, not only that interview, but, um, but kind of the, just having the gun talk in general, because we keep saying we're gonna, we're gonna do it. And, um, I felt like this was a good way in for the Loft Party podcast. So, um, so we're gonna discuss, we're gonna unpack, and we're gonna have that gun talk. But, uh, before we uh, get started, let's introduce today's panel. And I have got uh, my returning champion, Chris O'Connor. He's uh, the owner of Liquid Nine Entertainment and Investments, as well as having some uh, interest in Jay Rieger Whiskey and Office Works. I have got Big Dave Elliott. He's the owner of CNP Construction. I've got Jordan Bradbury. He is in industrial supply sales and the creator of the Genuine Alchemist brand. And. Uh, Anybody else that's coming, because I do think a couple other people are coming, uh, they're uh, dragging their feet, and we will introduce them uh, as they arrive. But before we get into important things, let's get into important things. So uh, first important thing is, so what are we drinking? And today we are drinking one of my personal favorite cocktails, the Horse Feather, and that is uh, in... uh, you're going to fill a highball glass with ice. You're going to add an ounce and a half uh, Riga whiskey, uh, four ounces of ginger beer, five dashes of Angostura bitters. You're going to squeeze a little lemon wedge in there. You're going to, you're going to stir that, 
and drink it. It's delicious. Uh, me personally, I probably would put more like two ounces, maybe two and a half <laughs> of the whiskey and, uh, and less of the ginger beer. But that's just me. So now you know what we are drinking. So what are we smoking? And uh, today we are at number 12 on the uh, top 25 uh, cigars of 2017. And that and today's cigar is the New World Order Puro Especial Toro. So uh, that is a Nicaraguan wrapper, binder, and filler. Um, and it is... Uh, huh. Let me, let me, it's kind of a bold smoke. Um, the last couple had really kind of like, like fruit and nut, um, you know, hints and stuff like that. This is, uh, this is definitely down and dirty, just smooth tobacco. Um, I didn't get, you know, the, all, I didn't get all those hints this time. Uh, but that does not uh, stop it from being quite a good smoke. Uh, and at only $9 a stick, worth you trying out. So now that you know what we're drinking and what we're smoking, uh, let's get into today's RIPs. Uh, so the first RIP um, uh, is Winnie Mandela. Um, so she was the ex-wife of the former South African president, Nelson Mandela. Um, and, um, and she headed, uh, one of their strongest, um, uh, kind of political movements, uh, over in South Africa for several years. Um, she will be, uh, sorely missed as that, uh, as that couple helped, uh, move that country, um, out of apartheid and into, freedom. So, uh, uh, the other RIP I had for today, um, I just found out yesterday, um, was Stephen Bochco. Um, if you don't know that name, you probably know some of the television shows that he did. Um, he was kind of the creative mind behind, uh, Hill Street Blues and LA Law, uh, NYPD Blue, um, and and several other shows. I mean, all of his shows were quite uh, groundbreaking, and they've really, really changed the way the hour television drama was done, and 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 it has really affected uh, affected them till till today. Um, and he passed away at seventy four. Um, out of RIPs into our happy birthdays. Um, Still, still an R.I.P., but it was his birthday today, um, and one of my favorite voices of all time. And big days. Marvin Gaye. Um, and uh, I'm not going to even go down the list, all of the Marvin Gaye songs that you should know if you don't know out there in podcast land. Please uh, do the Googles. Uh, I don't care if you Spotify it, Amazon Music, them, do something. Well, they got Marvin Gaye Essentials. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that's Please. a great one because you get the, the essential Marvin Gaye they go through from the older years through. Yeah. I have that. Yeah, I, yeah I've, I've, got, I've got several Mar, uh, Marvin Gaye projects, including the Essentials. Um, do yourself a favor. Get get that voice in your life. You need you need to hear this guy sing if you if you've never heard Marvin Gaye sing before. Uh, uh, we've got uh, 
a couple of uh, a couple of young whippersnapper rappers. Uh, one of them not necessarily a whippersnapper anymore. We've got uh, Quavo from uh, the group The Migos. Uh, turns 27 today. Um, and he's on. Him and his group are on fire right now. And then uh, next is, yes, uh, Young Jock. Uh, if for those of you who don't remember Young Jock from his music career and only remember him from his recent uh, uh, shameful looking internet memes. I just uh, love their names sometimes. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I say, but, uh, but his big, biggest hit, of course, uh, uh, is Going Down. Uh, uh, yeah, probably most famous for that. Uh, for that motorcycle dance <laughs> that uh, looked like you were leaning back revving the motorcycle, meet me at the park, it's going down. You know, it was, uh, that, that, that song was hard when it was out. Anyway, um, so shout out to uh, Quavo Young Jock. Um, uh, Michael Fassbender uh, is 41 today. I'm a little perturbed that Michael Fassbender is younger than I am because I really would have thought he was older. Um, but he is uh, the current uh, Magneto in all of the uh, X-Men movies, if you don't know, amongst many other fantastic roles. But um, uh, for my audience, you probably know him as Magneto. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Clark Gregg, and you probably don't know him by name, uh, but uh, if you are a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as I am, um, you will know him as Agent Phil Coulson uh, from uh, from the from the Marvel movies and the and the show uh, Marvel Agents of Shield, um, and he is 56 today, and. Uh, so, with uh, you know what we're drinking, you know what we're smoking, we have uh, said our condolences and our rest in peace, and you know whose birthday it is today. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey, you can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook tweet us on Twitter, and if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Loft Party Podcast. You can find all of our links below, and now back to our regularly scheduled program. And we are back, and before we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. So, when was the first time you saw or held a gun? Or have you, for that matter? Um, I'm gonna start with Chris O'Connor. Uh, probably like a lot of kids, I was, um, I don't know, eight or nine. My family had a cabin out in uh, rural eastern Kansas. Um, and my uncles used to keep shotguns out there for us to go hunting. So that was definitely the first time I saw and shot a gun. And then you know, it was funny, even today, my little nephew wanted to go to the gun range to go shoot, so it's a timely topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he and I go do that every now and then. Oh, yeah. Um, I do have a gun in the house uh, for just home protection and stuff like that, so, and I enjoy going to the gun range, too. Okay. So. See, I, I see. I didn't even know you went to a gun range. Oh, yeah. I would go with I would go to the gun range. With the bullet you. hole. It's a good spot. Okay. All right. I love the fact that the gun range is called the bullet hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't mistake what it is. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Uh, Dave? Um, my first gun I handled was uh, 
gun I still have. It was a Stevens over and under vomit gun. It was a 410 22 long. And I was, I was about nine years old, and we were having some problems with the uh, coyotes on the turkey farm. My grandfather had a turkey farm. And so Grandpa sent me out there and he told me I to have to be quiet because coyotes will pick up any motion. They're very wary beast. And so I'd sit out there and they started getting up around the fence and stuff. We had an electric fence, and coyotes are pretty wily. They, if they hit it, they're gone, but they will learn how to go under it. Ah. They'll get down a belly crawl and go kill a turkey. So took out a few t coyotes early on, and then I <coughs> learned how to hunt rabbit and you know squirrel and things like that because that's what it was. It was just a varmint gun. Ah. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, when I got poor and I lived in Texas, that varmint gun... I made a lot of squirrel and rabbit back in those days. <laughs> All right. Uh, say I was probably about 14 or so. My grandpa had a, has a farmland uh, out in Mayetta, and we went out there with my uncle and shot. So it was about 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what kind of gun. I think it was uh, some sort of rifle. Long range shooter, maybe 22. Did it kick very much? No, I didn't. That kick was much a twenty-two at all. or yeah. twenty-five caliber. Yeah, somewhere like in there. These good old guns to start shooting with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. don't want you don't want to go out and shoot my three hundred Winchester mag, 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 Magnum on the uh, first time out and have watch you knock your ten right back. Right. <laughs> yeah, really. I uh, I don't know how old I was. Probably like like you were eight or nine or something like that. I kind of discovered uh, uh, my grandfather's guns. And uh, they were in a closet, and, and I was in the basement, and I was down there, you know, being a obnoxious kid, just going through crap that I shouldn't have been going through. Um, although I did not touch the guns, I, I remember uh, telling telling my aunt or something and uh and she was she like gave me gave me the the most serious mom face in the in the universe and just said don't don't ever touch these guns and without your grandfather's permission and um so i didn't and uh but remember he had uh he had a rifle he had uh he had to have a shotgun he can't rule everything yeah right? say yeah he had a rifle he had a shotgun and he had uh he had, uh, yeah, actually, he had a Winchester Magnum. That some bitch was huge. I remember just thinking how big this handgun is. So I, I was, I was actually kind of half scared to know what it kicked like. Uh, and actually, when my grandfather passed, I wanted one of his guns, and my uncles got him before I could get my hands on him because I was still a teenager. I was. Did, 14 or 15 or whatever. Didn't your grandfather, where, where did he come from? He came from the rural areas before he came. Yeah, he came from Mississippi. Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you realize in Mississippi, the hunting culture down there was strong among, oh, yeah. among the black folks. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they hunted up on game birds. They hunted deer. They hunted turkey. They hunted coon and possum. They hunted everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, That's how they I put later, a lot of their food on the table. Yeah, I later you know, later talked to my grandfather about it. And, you know, he used to tell me stories about, you know, going, going hunting and, or having a, having a, somebody did something crazy and having a snatch a shotgun and go settle some business <laughs> with, with somebody. And, 
not kill them, but, you know, <laughs> but scare them enough that they wish they had gotten shot, probably. And uh, actually, I was there at least one time, well, no, twice, uh, when that uh, when that Winchester Magnum came out, because remember one time I was spending, both times I was happened to be spending the night at my grandparents' house. Uh, so it's daytime one time, and somebody's trying to steal the battery out of my grandfather's car. He gets me off the couch, and he gives me the shh, you know, and he gives me the wave, like, come on, come on. And, uh, and I noticed he had the gun, and, and I'm like, but he's a shh, and, you know, and I'm like, all right, all right. So we, we tip outside, and uh, he gets right up behind the dude, heads all the way up under the hood, puts the uh, puts the gun behind his kneecap. Clack! <laughs> What you doing? <laughs> Bam! You know, he raises up his head on the hood. And, uh, and uh, he said, ah, ah, ah. Because, you know, he could tell the kid was going to try to get squirrely. And uh, he was just like, he said, do you know who I am? And he said, he did the worst thing in the world. He said, uh, yes, sir, Mr. Bacon. Hey, you know who I am. <laughs> so then he's like, turn around. And then he was like, you Aretha boy. I was like, y'all know you, mama. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I was just like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> and, uh, the other time, somebody was had broken the house, and they were you know, broken the basement and was trying to steal stuff out of the basement. And they had gotten two or three little things, and they were then trying to get uh, get one of the couches out because there was an entrance directly to the outside from the basement. Yeah, it's on the south side? Yeah. And uh, so, um, <laughs> so uh, it was another one of those things where I'm asleep on the couch upstairs. He wakes me up, you know, with the sh- you know, we, we tip down into the basement and he flips the lights on real quick and one dude's outside the door and one dude's inside the door holding the couch. <laughs> Guess who was left so, in the couch? Exactly. So he flips the lights on, and he goes, he said, what the? And the dude outside just drops his head in the couch and takes off. <laughs> and dude on the inside, of course, He's he is trapped. now stuck and trapped between a couch and a gun. So uh, my grandfather didn't even raise his voice. He says, okay. Uh, he says, I know who you are. You don't think I know you are, but I know exactly who you are. I know where you live. If my stuff ain't back in this house by 1030 tomorrow morning, it's going to be problems. So about, uh, I don't know, 10, 945 next morning, my uncle happens to come over. My uh, grandfather tells my uncle what happened. And he says, well, he said, you know who it was? He's like, yeah, you know, it was such and such and such a. And it happened to be that my uncle and that the mother were around the same age, so they knew each other. He says, I know exactly where they live. I'll be back. <laughs> and he takes off down the street. About 20 minutes later, they come parading up. Uh, sorry, Mr. Baker. <laughs> Put, bringing TVs back and all that stuff. So, so what did he teach you each time? Oh, oh man. I, he, I, he taught I, you how to handle the situation. Oh, absolutely he did. I was like, know, that's why he brought you out. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he, he, he said, you don't have to get violent with this. Yeah, no, we're you don't gonna, even have to raise your voice. We're going to use this gun, and the gun's going to do the talking it, for exactly. us, and they're going to understand where we're at. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandfather... 
had a bunch of kids out uh, doing donuts in the backyard one night. And it was, there was a lot behind him that was empty. And he came walking out there in his robe and his slippers, and he's got his officer's 38 from World War II pistol. And the kid jumped out of the car, Grandpa's sitting there with a gun. He says, what you going to do, old man? And Grandpa popped two pistols <laughs> over the top of his head. <laughs> right. Said the kid wet himself right there. Ah. And he says, just get back in that car and get out of here. I know who you are, too. Mm. Well, he was, he was the son of, of the uh, insurance agent. My grandfather sold insurance <laughs> at that time in Lewisburg. Yeah, and hilarious. And so Grandpa went and made a little trip over there mm -hmm. the next morning. And your son was over there tearing up my lots. That is hilarious. He got a couple caps over the top of his head. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. guy looked at him and said, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's definitely a different what are you time. Do, now? Old man? Don't ever tell an old man what you're gonna do when he's holding a gun. Oh man. That's a bad idea. Yeah, old man, <laughs> uh, old man will not have compunction to shoot you. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, yeah, so by the time by the time I actually held a gun, shot a gun, I was Older teens, like I say, 15, 16, something like that, because my pop uh, had a, had a, I want to say it was a 32 or 38 semi auto. Uh, yeah, uh, a 38 semi auto. Yeah, handgun in the, mm -hmm. in the house. And, uh, and we would, uh, yeah, yeah. And we would, uh, which I know you're not supposed to do out there. As a matter of fact, out there in podcast land, if you're listening, don't do it. One, it's illegal. Two, it's dangerous because uh, the bullet can come down here and hit somebody in the head. But a lot of people do it, and, and we did too. Uh, uh, we went, you know, popped off on New Year's Eve, popped off in the sky. And, and uh, so that was the first time I actually shot a gun was uh, just, you know, my – Pop, he shot off, you know, a couple three, and he was like, "You want to try it?" He shot him to the lake, man. He was shooting to the lake. <laughs> he was. Come on, he got got to take care of pops hey, here. So you know? I say, it was funny. Doing. It was funny though, because my mom, she was like, she said, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." She was like, "It, it will be all right, <laughs> honey. He needs to know how to use the gun if it's in the house." And she freaked out, and, and but when she calmed down, he was like, "All right, here you go. Just hold it up as far away from you as possible." I was like, "All right," and he said, "Now nah, it's going to give you some recoil." I was like, "All right, all right," but uh, un, uh, unbeknownst to my mom, uh, I thought it was some really cool shit, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that which is why I started this conversation with, uh, "I would go to the gun range <laughs> because because I would." So. Um, with all that, um, you know, uh, I wanted to have a little bit, a little bit of fun with the gun talk, uh, before we, uh, got into serious gun talk. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey, out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Law Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. 
CP Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers. 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do.